Hey, folks, welcome back to the DC Three Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. We are going to do a little bit of a different show tonight. Um, I don't know if you folks have been paying attention to what Rich Johnson over at Bleeding Cool has been doing, but he has been doing a series called The 5G Files, where he is publishing basically everything he knows about DC's 5G initiative that never quite happened. And he's talking about sort of the um, the different stories and some of the creative teams that were supposed to be, you know, coming out of that. And uh, we thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about what Rich is reporting. So we have access, as of time of this recording, to the first 18 installments of the 5G files. <laughs> and uh, let me just say, first of all, I... Look, I know that the Multiversity site, which I am tasked with keeping afloat, is not always the most easy-to-navigate website. There are pop-ups. There are some things we try to control. There are some bugs in it. But let me tell you, Multiversity runs like a dream compared to Bleeding Cool. This was oh, we, the worst. We, <laughs> we did this so you didn't have to. It is the world's worst reading experience. It really is. It, it staggers the mind how bad it is, I actually. Like... I've seen a lot of shitty sites. I, I rant all the time about how much we've ruined the internet over the last 10 years, mm -hmm. but that website takes the cake. One of the worst websites that I frequent. Uh, well, and I, I think it's gotten, it's gotten worse definitely over the last <laughs> like decade. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at one point today, there were so many pop-ups I could not X out of them because they were blocked by other pop-ups. It was just like <laughs> this, uh, this uh, horrible, horrible, existence i could not get myself out of the but. only thing i will say is that i have lots of experience on websites where you got to close a bunch of <laughs> uh little red little x's so um yes, yes you know it makes it easier but sure <laughs> yeah for the for the for the lay person oh <laughs> you can't imagine so let's just reset uh, a little bit here before we get started you know 5g was supposed to be the next publishing initiative that came out after death metal the second scott snyder greg capullo event it was supposed to launch in was it 2021 like january of 21 is that correct uh there's no way of knowing yeah i, I think that zach does that sound right to you that sounds right yes yeah because that's when future yeah, because, state started, right? because future state was like mm, i want to say february and march and then I think April and or maybe maybe it was March and April. Whatever uh, it was, it, it was. Yeah. It, so, yeah, it, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. Death Battle was, was supposed to end at the end of 2020 or there roundabout. And, yeah. and and 5G would have happened after that. Yeah. And we got little hints as to what 5G was going to be based on a couple of stories that was basically going to reset the DC universe it was going to establish that Wonder Woman was the first hero and that her exploits inspired the Justice Society. And that was and then everything was going to be aged up so that Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent were going to be in their 60s. And this is all going to be happening with younger characters and also a lot of stories about the aging of the, you know, the original two characters, those original characters. Um, and then Dan DiDio got the axe and 5G never happened. Uh, some 5G stuff did wind up 
happening in future state. Some of the ideas that were tabbed for 5G did happen in future state, and some of them even escaped beyond that. But for the most part, when you read over this stuff, there's a lot of there's there are a lot of things that were supposed to happen that obviously did not happen for a variety of reasons. Uh, I I do want to get into each of these little. I, I made about twenty or twenty three or so bullet points about things that were discussed by by Uncle Rich. But before we get into that, Zach, what did you say off the air about five uh, G? Uh, it sounds good, and we should have had it. Should have been a thing. Vince, do you agree that it sounds good? Um, well, we, uh, Brian, what do you think of it? And then I'll say the thing. <laughs> I'll say the line. Well, I, I have a slightly more nuanced take on it. Just, um, just, but say, just. Oh, yeah, I, I think also it's, have a I slightly think it's, more nuanced. I think it sounds well. like shit, Vince. All right. Well, as usual, I <laughs> fall somewhere in between. I am more on Zach's side, though. We'll, no, we'll, hey, here, I, here's I'm my not, thesis. Okay. Okay. Go for it. My thesis is. Everything that Rich is espousing and, and divulging uh, for at times sounds like deranged fan fiction, mm-hmm. but the audacity of it and the fact that it had a potential reset. Mm, that's the worst end. part of it. That's no, the end. worst part of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but but the fact that it it's it really was it, it seems to have been prepared to really swing for the fences. Uh everything described is more interesting than anything that's happened in DC Comics for the last two years. All right. My thesis on it is that this is one of those situations, and uh I, I think you're both gonna understand what I'm talking about here. You know when you're like imagine being being young and in college or whatever and everyone's had a couple of drinks and someone says an idea that you instantly go like yes we should do that but as the word that is coming out of your mouth you realize it's a bad idea that is what this feels like to me there's a lot of really fun big ideas but i can almost almost without question see every one of these falling apart in spectacular fashion and not being particularly very good <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, well, I, I assume we'll pick through each we will, sort of yes. thing one by one. But my thing is that there are some things, and I'll point them out as we go along, that sound like non-starters for me. Thing, things I absolutely would not want to see. Um, but th- there are there are one or two things that the DC three in particular cannot deny that they would be clamoring for. Sure. Sure. We'll point, we'll point those out as well, but the, I want to reiterate kind of what Zach said about, about these things being more interesting than anything DC has got going right now. And I think DC is in a a good place in that it's stable. Like, I think there is something to be said about stability. And I think like there, we are interested in some way, although hmm, the more of these Lazarus planet things come out less. So in the Mark Wade meta narrative, right? Like that is, Mm -hmm. that is one thing that I hang my hat on every week. Like I'm at least going to read a book that Mark Wade has something to do with, and I'm going to enjoy it a book or two here and there from some other writers and artists, but nothing 
nothing is really swinging for the fences. Not, and I've said this on the show before, both DC and Marvel kind of have their, their editorial so locked down. Their formula is so, in a way, perfected at this point that you don't really run into those absolute car crash books anymore. You don't read something uh, so <laughs> Wildcat says hold my beer. <laughs> well, that that is the one thing in the last few years that we've been able to say that about, right? But like yeah. there used to be 10 Wildcats coming out at any given time, you sure, know? Sure. Um or even just a single issue of something that's like, "Whoa, this is the m- most offensive thing I've read in <laughs> in months," you know? That doesn't really happen anymore because I think there's there's a level of savvy um, that in a way is very good, but in, in, you know, in another way, the more you read this stuff week after week after week, the more you kind of miss the really bad thing. Um, that's, I, that sounds stupid to say, because if we were reading this stuff weekly, the things that were bad, we would hate reading them, you know? Yes. But there's something to be said about like, oh God, this is so it's so contradictory when you're talking about something that you're paying money for. Like if you're paying money for identity crisis in 2004 and it stinks and you hate it, like that's money wasted. It's a bad project, but like, think about, you know, when we return to it a decade later or whatever, uh, how interesting it was to talk about and revisit regardless of how bad and offensive it is to our sensibilities it's this it's this weird curio in dc's history that like you can't look away from like, we'll never forget it you know right 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 <laughs> and there's something to be said for that a little bit you know yes and, yes and this feels like that's got some of that dna in it you know yeah i don't disagree with any of that um i i i just think it is a <laughs> it i, I I can almost unequivocally say, although I don't disagree with Zach's initial assessment, I think I can say fully confidently that this is way better to be experienced in the way we're experiencing it <laughs> than having read five years of this. Because oh, sorry, four. This was a there was a plan from 2021 to 2025, and if it I, worked out, they were going to shit can it. But if not, I want to talk on. about that. Okay, now or, or later. Now, now is I want to talk about how the the thing that is the most unbelievable about this to me is that DC had a plan about their comics four years into the future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, that sounds like bullshit <laughs> to me. Well, it sounds like a thing. It sounds like the source is Dan DiDio himself because yes. Because he would be the only one to say, like, yeah, I got this idea. Uh, it'll go all the way to 2025. Uh, my writers don't know about it yet, but right. <laughs> well, like, I, I will say this. So he was I, the one. I, he was the one springing shit on Grant Morrison that they had not talked about. You know, right, right. But I, I will say this. Like, you know, I I interview DC creatives relatively frequently, and like, it is not uncommon. I think Josh Williamson just said to me in December, like, uh, you know, um. I'm already writing stuff that will come out in January 2024. So I think I think a year to 18 months ahead is not that crazy. 
But I also think even if they had this four-year plan, there's no way they were going to actually execute that four-year plan. Like so much would have changed in that time. That oh, year it always four, does. Yeah. Right. That year four would probably look almost unrecognizable to what the plan was supposed to be. They couldn't do they couldn't do 52 without changing it by the end, you know? Like right. yeah. it's just yeah, that's just just yeah. the nature of 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 how comics work and specifically how comics with one person sort of at the head who thrives on pushing the envelope and I think that's Dan DiDio's like best and worst quality as a as an executive is that he's never really satisfied with the status quo and because of that he is he's trying stuff that no one else would have had the audacity to try but he also sometimes doesn't know when to leave well enough alone Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Shall we get into the discussion of this, uh, of these different events, or these different books, rather? I think we should. Okay. So the first, and I, I did not write down like what chapter of the five G files, whatever this came from. But, oh, I got them. If if uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the, the first thing he talks about is that, um, basically at the end of Tom King's Batman run. When James Tynion was taking over, the Joker was going. Batman was going to have the Joker trapped, and the Joker was going to whisper something in his ear, and it was going to be that he was going to kill Bane, basically for Bruce. Like, uh, I'm sorry he killed Alfred. I'm going to kill him for you, and Bruce lets him do it, and that would lead to a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of different things happening. Um, let's just talk about that idea to start. I think this is maybe the worst idea of all of this. And it's the first thing that I read about, about 5G. Uh, what do you guys think of this idea? Vince, you go first. Okay. This, this is one where I don't, I don't like the idea. I don't. As we know, Batman has never killed, not even never with even a stray, nope, nope. not even with a stray battering. Um, Batman never even received a blood transfusion that could have saved someone else's life, because indirectly that would have that would have uh, killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, but damn, if I'm not intrigued, I mean that that is that is a way to get around the. That that's a take on Batman's one rule that I don't think we've seen before. Uh, I could be wrong, but I've read like a thousand issues of Batman comics by now. Literally, I don't think I've ever seen that. And I think, oh man, we would re- we would read it, and it would be really dumb and bad. But. It's the it's the one place you can push that idea that that they haven't tried yet. I think it's interesting and bad. <laughs> Zach, uh, I actually think it's good. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was gonna. I love this sicko. He's the most sicko among us. If you met him on the street, you'd think Zach is just this like norm- normal, good, good nature boy. Yeah. yeah, southern gentleman, most pleasant, polite, delightful person you'll ever meet. He's a sicko. 
I am a sicko. It's true. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I do think it's good because like, I think, I think like Vince said, I think it is a good, smart, um, like way of circumventing Bruce's one rule in a way that is like insanely, uh, I got not like re reasonably, um, believable, you know, or not believable, but like relatable, I guess. Like, in the aftermath of of um of Alfred's death. I think it I just think it kind of like makes sense really and and is like a a starting point for a lot of potentially interesting stories and like explore explorations of, of Bruce as a character in a way that really the Batman comics have not been interested in exploring Bruce for many years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to call slight bullshit on just about all of that. When's the last, when's the last time that, that, that we really looked at any, you know, the, the heart of what makes Bruce tick uh, outside of just, you know, his, his, his brooding. <laughs> I, I, well, I if you, if you watched the Batman, uh, yes, okay. I'm talking about uh, 2022 I'm talking about DC comics that know, are published by, I'm just razzing you for not watching the movie yet. Yeah, that's fine. It says the guy who never watches movies, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but no, see, here's, here's where I take issue with that. I, I don't think you're wrong, Zach, that it could be an interesting thing to explore. It's just like one of my big pet peeves in comics in general is when a character's entire history is thrown out the window in this false narrative of interesting. Like to me, you, it still has to feel like the character. How I, I, but like, how does it not feel like the character though? And I, I, I guess the thing, like, is it so like, 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 is it so hard to believe that in like a moment of weakness, he, he could, do that i i mean i i think it's fundamentally against how the character has been presented for 80 years i don't know he seems like a pretty angry guy who, yes but there's a but, who, but his who often makes bad decisions at the uh as a slave to his emotions <laughs> i i just feel like this i i feel like it's a bridge too far personally i also think it's not particularly interesting because of things we're going to get to down the road here. So let, let, let's move on to the next thing, because we have so much to get through here. This is, that was just the first uh, the first bullet point. Um, so the second thing is that Superman is essentially going to destroy the Justice League because of the division he sows by revealing his secret identity. This is also very dumb. There have been heroes in the Justice League that have had their secret identities known to all for decades this is nothing new and uh it seems like a lazy way to break up the justice league yeah but to i'm gonna keep playing devil's advocate of course to, you to, are to, to take a stance a hardline stance that everybody needs to do it i think that's a little <laughs> out of character for clark yes, i think that's yeah. honestly oh, more out of character for clark than having bruce let the joker kill bane yes i agree absolutely I I could see I could see Clark having this idea of the right thing to do and being 
very, very hard to convince otherwise. That isn't that isn't the quote right thing to do. That to me is very different than Bruce all of a sudden turning his back on his one moral position. I mean, I'm going to just say something that you you you're, you keep doubling down on this, and you 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 wanted to cite the Batman as a as a recent the, thing. Vince wanted we, to, not me. We we also have a Batman movie, and in, in which Bruce Wayne says the words, "I I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you," and oh, lets the man fall to his death. That's the worst. That I yeah, that's that's really bad. It's a that's the worst part of that trilogy. <laughs> I mean that that it's just there. He Regardless. should have said he should have said I will let you uh, die because I uh, know of such a thing called the Lazarus Pit and you will be <laughs> resurrected. <laughs> that is correct. He should have said that. It's something along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, I I I think that even if this is even if you can get past the the like the Clark character of it all. I just I'm so tired of the Justice League breaking up over dumb reasons. Yeah. Yeah, see the the Bruce letting the Joker whisper in his ear thing I think sounds bad but interesting and the Superman taking a hardline stance about identity reveals sounds bad and the most boring thing of all time as well. Fair. You know, Fair. it's yeah. it's like I, I would be morbidly curious to see them explore uh, a Bruce Wayne that's like, well, what, what the Joker does is none of my business, <laughs> you know, versus I, I, I've never liked the whole messing around with secret identity uh, one way or the other. Whether somebody keeps an identity or whether it's revealed, it, it does it never moves the needle for me because my brain is wired to never think about whether it's credible that somebody knows Clark is Superman or doesn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That has never been an intriguing plot to me one way or another. And so to base an entire kind of like mini event around that just doesn't seem it's, it seems like an even more tedious civil war and civil war is already bad. So civil war gets name checked later in this. Uh... It certainly does. Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. So up next we have a weekly book that we get almost no details about. It, uh, Rich says it would quote detail the timeline and how it will be playing out with the new characters. <laughs> uh, but it was called The Last Call and it was going to be written by an entirely Portland-based writing team of Brian Bendis, Kelly Sutekonic, Matt Fraction, and Greg Rucka. Um, Incredible. This is the DC nip that would be undeniable. Yes, we we love a weekly comic. We love a weekly. We like those we writers. We love a weekly. Yeah, we love, don't we, folks? Uh, we also more or less like those writers. 
Yeah. Uh, with some exception. But um. But see, I think in a group setting like that, Bendis would be reeled in a little bit. And I think that, I agree, that would. Yes. Th- yeah, that that weekly, I I I mourn the fact that we never got that. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. That's it. I mean, do we have anything else to say about the, about that weekly or no? Well, I do. I want Zach to speak on it a little more if he's got anything. But I, I do have I, one last thing before. I mean, I don't have too much more to say other than like I desperately miss the DC Comics Weekly and would love to see it return, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So the only other thing I want to say then is there was a there was a tweet and I think Bendis has deleted it. I think he deleted it a long time ago. And so I'm not going to get the wording right, but it was something to the effect of we ju- and this was this was right before basically all of his projects went kaput. <laughs> so it it's it had to be for something that never came out because I can't imagine what else it would have been. Everything else was either winding down or or was like knee deep in in some ongoing thing. You know, it it didn't seem like it was a it seemed like it was a more overarching statement than any of the individual books he was working on. But he wrote something about. I just got out of a DC meeting and the responsibility that we are being entrusted with is incredibly humbling or something like that. It was this, it was this statement about like the thing that we are being asked to do uh, is monumental and humbling and challenging. And I can only believe that he was referring to this weekly book that never happened. Because that, that, that right. yeah, and and because he deleted that statement since, that's like, that's the giveaway to me that it was about something that never came to fruition. Yeah, actually, while you guys talk about the next thing, I'm gonna look and see if there's a trace of that statement anywhere online. But okay, I am making something totally dumb as we're doing this. By the way, oh boy, I feel like only Vince will appreciate it. I don't know if Zach's <laughs> ever seen this movie or not, but I feel like uh, it's a good joke. So we'll see. All right. Next up, uh, it was revealed that uh, Death Metal was originally going to be uh, subtitled Dark Crisis. It ended with Batman and Superman in their 60s, Wonder Woman having sacrificed herself and the new uh, timeline forming. That will be followed up by an event called The Changing of the Guard, which will be a new trinity of John Kent, Yara Floor, and Luke Fox. That's one of the big differences here is that it was going to be Luke Fox, not Jace Fox as the new Batman uh, it is pre. It is uh, presumed at one point that the reason for that is because of, <laughs> and this this seems like it's probably not a thing, that because uh, it was created by that because Luke Fox was co-created by Jimmy Palmiotti, and Jimmy Palmiotti is friends with uh, Dan DiDio. That out of respect for Dan DiDio, he didn't want his character used as the new Batman. Which I don't know if DC would have even given him the option to say no to that, or not. It just seems like it's it, that's probably not the case. I think it's probably, they just probably thought it was more interesting to go with Jace for whatever reason. Uh, any thoughts on this, Zach? I mean, it would have made more sense for it to be Luke, I think, and it. 
you know, with the development the character had had over the years, uh, I think it would have made more sense than than Jace. And, you know, the whole new Batman thing is kind of uh, <laughs> not a thing. The last issue of that series is about to come out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish... I kind of wish that this had been more of a thing. Vince? Yeah, I don't know how. I just. I This is the one that we got the most of, I think. Well, this and this, and there's a later one we'll talk about, but this is one of the ones that we, I feel like, even though it was in a different configuration, we still pretty much got where it was going. Yes. And obviously changes happened um, along the way. But this was also the one that as it was happening, I mean, we said it on the show many times. This was most obviously meant to be a 5G thing. Yes. It 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 couldn't be clearer, you know. Um and the whole like moving Jace to New York thing is obviously uh the consequence of deciding not to do 5G and keep keep Bruce in the cowl and everything, but um so I don't want to say it it played out the way that it was supposed to because it definitely didn't, but it's the one that we saw the most fruition on, I think. Sure, sure. Um, so so the fact so the anything that we missed out on is kind of less intriguing to me since we already kind of got it. Well, but we did, but we also like really didn't at all because like Jace doesn't interact with the DCU in any meaningful way, like ever. Well, sure, but. Yeah, he I was mean, in the background of a couple of a Dark Crisis pages. Yeah. And going forward, he's going to end up being treated exactly like Batwing. You'll see him two or three times a year, uh, like swooping in when the Bat family needs to all come into action, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just put the thing in Lad's chat, by the way, that I made. <laughs> I wondered if it was going to be that or if it was going to be. The one of George W. Bush uh, reading uh, yeah, to the kids. I, I, I thought about it, but I think this one's a better. <laughs> I think this one's a better uh, image, though. It's, it's yeah. And for the okay. listeners, it is it is the Joker. It is, it is Bill Murray the Joker whispering in Scarlett Johansson Batman's ear at the end of uh, Lost in Translation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Delightful. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, we have. Um, the Last Days of Batman and Superman Last Days. This tells the stories of the retirements or not quite retirements of Batman and Superman. Batman goes to um, London and retires. And um, this was going to be a, a series that I think we... Rich hints that we got part of this in that Batman the Detective book that was written by Tom Taylor. Yeah, it makes it sound like that was supposed to be like the framework or like the the background for establishing like Bruce going to to live in London. Yeah. Yeah. Um but in terms of a uh in terms of a you know, a story I guess it sounds fine. Do you guys yeah, remember? This, this... Oh, sorry. Go, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, do you guys remember the beginning of that comic? I 
I, I remember I almost nothing about that comic. I, I remember I liking it more than you guys. That's all I remember about it. I, I just remember the beginning of that comic being very weird where Bruce is like, I, f- I feel I, I have this intense feeling that I need to get out of Gotham, <laughs> but there was like no good reason for it. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the issue right now. So keep talking. And, yeah. And so, so clearly they had to snip the reason out and, and make a very flimsy. Um, I remember the, the, the premise being very flimsy for even getting him there. Mm-hmm. But I could be misremembering. I mean, that seems about right. Um, I remember thinking it at the time, like, like, why, why does he need to leave? Why does he feel he needs to leave Gotham? I guess it's he's saying here, like, he didn't make enough of a difference. He hasn't stopped crime. He's Alfred's gone. Why am I still here? What's keeping yeah. me here? There's and it no did future. seem like he was a bit of like I seem to recall feeling like he was a bit of an older Bruce as well. He Maybe is I'm a bit of remembering. No, no, he's definitely drawn older. He's definitely not drawn sixty older the way that Rich talks about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he's maybe like in his mid forties older. Um, sure, but you know it's yeah. Um, any particular thoughts on this? Um, I don't so much have thoughts on this necessarily. Um, besides what it sets up later that I that I think is intriguing. Okay. So in the Superman Last Days book, Superman was going to retire to Africa after his powers faded. And I love the idea of really changing up the setting for where Clark lives. But they and again, Rich was not the writer of this comic, but he gives no reason as to why Africa is the spot for him to retire to. And I wonder if there was I think there could be really interesting reasons there. It just seems a little bit arbitrary. But I mean, I guess if you say he moves anywhere without a reason why, it seems arbitrary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would need to know the reason. Um because because you have the potential for for you know, you put the wrong writer on that and then like, <laughs> yeah, it could not be good. Yeah. That's uh, well said. I don't know if it was well said, but I think well, you know no, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I get too much more into that, this would spin out of a, also a new Superman book with John Kent. And a big part of that book was going to be that John was going to be reflecting on the things that he saw while part of the Legion, and that would help him sort of make decisions about what to do on Earth. Jenny Sparks was going to be a part of that, and she and Clark in Africa were going to found the Authority. Which, again, like... Right. But also Jenny Sparks would... Yeah, Jenny Sparks was going to be... It sounded like she was like a love interest as well for John. Yes, The impression that I got. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then, anyway, sorry. Um, I like it. You just said, uh, you don't do that to Zach because Zach doesn't get mad. He likes it. I do like it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, but to me, this, this seems like the stuff that was picked on up a little bit with the war world and Superman and the authority stuff. 
Like that's that's an older Superman who is losing his powers, who forms a new team. Yeah, but it's it's not this, but it's certainly not uninspired by this. Right, and there will be references later in the five G files to Superman and the Authority. That sounds a little more probably closer to what we got a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, so Damian Wayne was going to basically abandon the Bat family and lead the League of Shadows uh, on his own. I, I like that. I mean, I think that that's uh, like to me the the whole point of Damian is the duality between his mother and his father, right? And so, I think now and then you have to let him be more like his mother. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and that was going to lead to a Batman versus Robin story with Luke and uh, Luke Fox and you know Damian Wayne fighting. Uh, Tamara Fox, Luke's older sister, was going to be the new Robin. I think it was it's interesting to have an older Robin and a younger Batman. That's kind of a fun uh, twist on this, even if they're not like crazy different in age. And then um, it was going to lead to. John siding with Luke against Damien. Like the, the new world's finest crew, you know, together. And I think that that could be interesting also. I think that the Damien John relationship is a really fun one. And while I like them together, I also I see how that could be a fun story. Yeah, I, I like it. I kind of I as much as I like like Damien like the idea of Damien like inheriting like the bat mantle or whatever. Um, the idea of him being like the villain of the DCU for a while is actually kind of cool. And like you said, Brian, with the way that that with, I think had it not been for what Bendis did to John and, and aging him up and, and creating that distance, it, it wouldn't have worked. But I think in setting that groundwork, it's actually a really kind of like fertile ground for some, storytelling there um again like i i think the biggest thing about 5g is that it is like a really grim <laughs> uh, vision of the dcu i think like which i'm typically not the biggest fan of but knowing that it probably only would have lasted a little while I, i'm kind of okay with it like i'm kind of willing to I would have been willing to put up with it, I think. Um, and yeah, I think I think that this stuff and kind of like the ongoing arc there is pretty interesting. Vince, anything to add before we move on? No, Zach said it well, I think. I agree with him. Okay, so there was not going to be a new Justice League team. There was going to be a team called the Justice Alliance, which actually has some roots in like late 80s DC, a Marvel Wolfman idea. But it would be uh, John, Tim, and Yara as the new tr Trinity with Joe Mullen, Green Lantern, uh, either Captain Boomerang Jr. or the like, Rich refers to this character as Bolt, which is one of the like new flashes we saw around the time of 5G. But I believe Bolt is now the uh, Black Adam character, not that Bolt, a different Bolt. Okay. Uh, Don't and get your Bolts mixed up. Exactly. <laughs> and it was going to be written by Tim Sheridan. And that's the biggest bummer of all this for me is that we got we lost out on some more Tim Sheridan goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you guys might remember that C Captain Boomerang's kid thing 
was teased by bleeding cool for like years and years and years that kept coming up and and rich kept saying like it's gonna happen it's gonna uh, I should be doing a British accent for Rich, but uh, I almost did it to Dio. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like that is the oldest bleeding cool rumor, <laughs> uh, you know, in several years. That 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 is an old hat one. Yeah. 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 All right, moving on. Um. So Bruce Wayne was going to be brought to trial for Bane's murder because the Joker was going to come out and say, like, Batman, let me kill Bane. And by the way, Batman is Bruce Wayne. And well, so... we got to believe the Joker. Exactly. Yes. He wouldn't lie. <laughs> uh, so Bruce is brought to the United States. He is found guilty. He is put in prison and he will be broken out of prison by Superman and the authority. This, you know, why this is good. Why is this good? Uh, bros before heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> I, I so I do like that. Um, I think again, it's it's very audacious to see it actually play out. We we probably would have not liked it, but. I, I do like the idea that like okay, but Batman has a code. He broke it. Superman has a code as well, but after all they've been through together, like they're gonna go down together. That's yep. that's a really I I like that idea, uh, audacious as it is. In this process Clark was going to go undergo a, a process to return himself to full power, which is something, again, we get kind of get the Superman and the authority touch there. And basically, they describe this as going to be like civil war, where people are going to either side with John Kent arguing for the side of justice versus Clark Kent arguing on the side of Batman. Mm-hmm. And I hate this idea. Oh, no, I think this is great. I don't understand why, like to me, John and Clark are the most morally aligned characters in the entire DC universe. And I can't, even though it's fun to say bros before heroes and all that, I, I really don't, I I don't, I think this would have been a muddled mess. You're probably right. I mean, yeah, all of this would have been. <laughs> <laughs> but this this in particular seems like it would have been a muddled mess. Like, yeah. how do you how do you argue? How do you make how do you set up Clark Kent for breaking Bruce out of prison when he absolutely basically sanctioned the murder of a, of a villain? Like Superman of everybody would say he has to, you know, he, he would he would pull the you know you do the crime you got to pay the timeline out there that's like the most clark thing ever clark is absolutely somebody who believes in rehabilitation but you have to you you have to undergo the the process to be rehabilitated i mean maybe he just doesn't believe that the prison industrial complex works 
I I don't disagree with that. Obviously, he wouldn't agree. He wouldn't be a favor of for profit prisons and whatnot. But you know, you understand my point here. I do. I do. I'm just being. I'm just I goofing. I know you're just you're just uh, joshing me. I guess. Uh. Uh. Yeah. No. But I still think this is good. <laughs> <laughs> The the running theme in all of this, I'm 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 sorry to tip my hand if if listeners are haven't already picked up on it, but I think all of this is good and it all should have happened. Again, I I understand why you're saying that, and I understand the feelings that you're feeling right now. I cannot imagine you'd be feeling those feelings. If we had to read these every week. I wouldn't read them all every week. <laughs> <laughs> reading them all every week right now. Uh well let's let's move on then. Uh let's see. So at the end of this like Superman and Batman against the DC Universe event, Bruce and Clark somehow sacrifice themselves to save the planet and they both die. Sure, why not? Yep, love it. It's about time, honestly. Yep. Yeah. That 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 is we I mean we were on the edge of our seats cheering for it when we thought that this was going to be a thing. Let's kill yeah. these old, old, old coots. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over the biggest thing just to, we're going to leave that for last. But uh, so far we've all, the, the last couple of updates we got were about how Rom V's um, swamp thing is essentially the 5G swamp thing almost unchanged, which we've we said when we read the book also, and that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Speculated that, yeah. 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 Uh that's, that should come as a surprise to no one. And also, we had heard this straight from Jeff Lemire's mouth, I believe, through his substack. But he talked about how he was going to be doing a a series for 5G that was going to be the tangent universe green Lan- green lantern who we've seen in some multiversal comics in the past outside of just the tangent universe and that um it was going to be a horror book and that lemire was tasked with sort of like being the czar of the horror books for 5G but after dan didio got fired he left the project because he felt like there were a lot of conflicting voices and that things may not wind up running as smoothly as possible I, I will never not find it funny that Jeff Lemire is a DiDio stan. <laughs> like those those guys seem so antithetical to one another, and yet he didn't want to work at DC without DiDio. I find that very interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's like part of isn't it isn't part of it like the grass isn't always greener, but also like you can fundamentally disagree with somebody on some on on <laughs> comic books of all things right like that's not anything serious and still find them to be like a very charming welcoming nice person that you want to work for you know like yeah i i guess the the funniest part of this to me is that like if I, you know i've spoken to lemire about working with the deal before and it doesn't sound like he was necessarily the biggest fan of the comics that Dio wanted to produce either. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's funny. It's just like, 
because I feel like Lemire is of of maybe all the creators that were are mentioned in this in these pieces. I feel like Lemire has the most well defined sense of who he is and what he does. And that I could see him just if it's not going to be what he wants it to be, he walks away, right? So it's just interesting to me that, that he and Didio have such a good relationship. I'm, I I like it. I think it's a good thing. Well, I I also got the impression that it's it also seemed more like from the way it was written, maybe like less so that it was just like oh Didio's gone, I don't want to be a part of this, but maybe like without a a kind of like clear creative vision. Sure. Moving forward, sure. It, it didn't seem like something worth staying on for yeah that's fair mm-hmm. um and then the last thing here and we, we've gone through miraculously all 18 of these articles to get to this was that the deal had a quote big red reset button for all of this which was when bruce and clark died like that event changing the dc universe could have been used as a reset point to undo all of this and to to put the ages back to where we had seen them when this all started. And I know the Dio has said that he had a similar thing built into the new 52 that never got used. Uh, whereas like the new 52 is kind of eventually like faded out of like, like reality faded in and out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a very hard and fast reset. Um, how do you how do you guys feel about that that reset button? Uh, no, sir, I don't like it. So I do I do like it again because as much as I like all of the all of this stuff, like I as much as I think it's it's good and it and it should have happened and we we lost something that we'll never get back. It seems like a finite story that once it ran its course, I would have been ready to kind of go back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I I think I honestly kind of wish comics would do this sort of thing, <laughs> just just generally. And I think I've kind of talked about how they already kind of do it but it's like a wishy-washy half measure where they already do this kind of thing where you have like a general arc that lasts, you know, five years and then everything kind of resolves and it just sort of goes back to normal. Um, But the stories don't ever go this big or the, like the scope and the stakes are never this big. Uh, So it would have been cool to see him do that. And then if they wanted to reset it back to normal afterwards, at least we would have had like three to four stories that the three to four years of stories that, you know, really, really tried something. I think the reason that you never see it quite go this big is because the reality is there that it's going to get reset at some point. But I feel like that's all the more reason to do it. I, I understand that position, but I think that if you're going to, if you're looking at it from a very conservative, like business mindset, you never want to give people a reason to stop reading. And if they feel oh, like it's funny, going- do they give me reasons at, once weekly? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. I do. I do. <laughs> So now that we have been through all of this, that we we have a, a sense of what the first four years of 5G were going to be. I, I, I want to say, 
I'm sure Rich will put out more of these. And if there's enough to merit a second episode, maybe we'll do a second episode or a, a, a segment on an episode about more of these. What I find really interesting is that one of the things that was supposedly part of this, if, if rumors are to be believed, is that we were going to get stories set in the past timeline too, like stories set with the Justice Society from the first generation. Like these stories were going to be all, we're going to get stories from all different generations. And we got none of those detailed here at all. And that's because Jeff Johns is doing them. You really think that that's what John's no, going to be doing? No, no, okay. no. I, 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 I wasn't I, sure if you were if you were half serious there. So, what if this is what got Wade back in the door, though? Sure, the promise of doing these kinds of stories. Yeah, but then that wouldn't have had anything to do with the deal, I don't think, because well, he and the deal no, famously no, get along. That, yeah, that's but what I'm, I'm saying, uh, well, but. They would have needed somebody with some clout to like, I mean, that's already kind of so many of the stories that we have now are rooted in the conversations that were happening during 5G and what is world's finest, but exactly that. Um, At least conceptual, like in its, it's in its initial conception, it's telling stories, classic stories of past, you know, Superman and Batman. Sure. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, let's um let's put a pin in this and and, and agree to revisit it in the future if we ever decide to do so. Um any final thoughts on 5G? Um it it so Zach says it's a good idea and it should have happened and I say it's these sound like bad ideas that should have happened. Absolutely. And I say that this sounds like a fun thing that is better having never happened. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, so next week we're going to do another kind of a slightly different uh, show, which is that we're going to uh, catch up so far on the event happening in the flash, the one minute war we have now had, three chapters of the flash plus a special dedicated to this. So we figured this is a good time to check in on that and to see how the, uh, how the event is shaping up. So we'll be doing that um, until then. If you have to find us uh, two thirds of us are on Twitter, I am at Brian needs a nap. Zach, oh, yeah, I am still on Twitter. Aren't I? I am at uh, the Wilk of Z. If you need to find Vince, he is uh, watching Saturday night live, despite everything on the show being worse than it used to be yeah always all right folks thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time bye are you there vince yeah i'm here it's me margaret